I'm coming live from the Music Garage Chicago. So they're listening to Six Wings Fried Hard. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about two rude boys from Chicago that are still exploring their friendship through music and current events. I saw something crazy though that the Catholics don't want to take it. What's that about? It's a bunch of niggas that don't want to take it either. Like 100% do. I mean, you know it's a whole thing with black people and um, um, immunization. Maybe you don't know. Like a lot of black people are weary of getting shots because of history with the American government Tuskegee. literally experimenting on us. But honestly, I think that's some kind. I think that's kind of some bullshit. Like I, I don't think anybody in 2021 should think that way. Like I, I understand still right. having that fear in a way, but it's like, come on now, dude. Like they don't think think about this virus. Period. They don't want any communities to have it because that'll help it not go away. Exactly. Like this is the one time where the world is literally all in this together. Which also makes it so crazy that the world fell apart so crazy. Like you know, with all the unrest in in America, it's like this is the one time that the world period needed to come together the most. Yeah. Like, you know, if we could have, like, had, like, nobody inside of a Cold World War or a real war this whole time, you know what I mean? Like, if it would have just been peaceful, us all using every resource to work together, this shit may have been over by now. Oh, for sure. But that definitely was never going to happen. Like, worldwide, it was never going to happen. And, like, even countrywide, you see, like... Uh, like, you see, we could barely even get motherfuckers to wear a mask, let alone take Yeah. Them. Imagine that. The motherfuckers that don't wear their mask, you think they ever going to show up for a vaccine appointment? Yeah, I actually wish we were more mobilized in a certain way. Like, I'm not saying have the draft, but I honestly, through a lot of this, felt like, why haven't they assigned me, like, look, dog, one Saturday a month, you got to go do some shit for the country, you know? Wait, what? That sounds wrong. I don't want to do that. I don't <laughs> What was all that come together stuff? Do something for the country. I meant literally like following these rules together. It's coming together. Yeah, well, that's the minimum. Yeah, that is the minimum. And what I'm saying is beyond that, we like not only did we not come together, civil unrest went to an all-time high. Sure. Even though we were supposed to just be staying in the fucking house. That might have happened anyway, though, after they just murdered that guy on the video. Yeah, well, we I think we may have talked about this before, and I'm not sure if I made this point or not, but I'm pretty sure that uh, George Floyd's death was, one, he was friends with an NBA star. So that helped put a microscope on his death, which was the one that, you know, really got the ball rolling, rolling a lot bigger. Um, with the protest. Oh, yeah. Two, I think because people were able to be at home and see what happened and stuck at home, it was a little easier, like case in point. You've been working from home. You know how it goes. And even having employees, you know how it goes. Um, it's it's kept, When employees are working from home, it's easy for them to go away for like an hour or two every now and then, especially sure. if they're a good employee. You're not going to trip. That's fine. When those protests happen, a bunch of like people – Left their job for a couple hours and hit the streets. That's why this time it was like way more black people in L.A., New York, Chicago, like the biggest cities that the big protests. It was way more white people out there helping. And it's not just because those white people finally get the picture. It's because those white people were available. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if George Floyd would have got killed like that and it was a regular day, 
a regular Tuesday, it wouldn't have necessarily been all those people in the streets. Because, yeah, we do know people get each other's back in the way, like, you know, like those people did. But yeah. we know that, you know, we're coddled. Like, we, it's like, but what about work? We're not in one yeah. of those countries that's going to see something um, really bad and burn it all down, especially our own personal lives. As long as the world was the way it was, they never would have hit the streets like that. But the fact that, you know, yeah, you working from home, yeah, you got liberties where you could go out for a couple hours. You can even go back and tell your boss, oh, I went to the protest. Boss is okay with that, yeah. you know, because it's just, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like, so it's just, I don't know, different times. Yep. So it, it can't, that, that, lit, that really helped this time around, really with everything that ended up happening with the country. Mm-hmm. No, I know shit and pretty sure that uh, Donald Trump was fucking with people just like, just because he was bored. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm serious, man. I think. What do you mean? I think some of that was sheer bored. I find it hard to believe that anybody who's the president is allowed to be bored. That's the number one reason I don't want that job. Because you, you think it's too much action? They Dog, they must have you scheduled to the minute. For sure they do. You could, like, FOIA those requests and see, like, oh, from 304 to 316, the president took a shit today. Like, that kind of stuff is in the ledger. And you have, like, constant meetings because you're, in some sense, the most important person. I'm pretty sure he was skipping a lot of those meetings. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's acceptable. I'm just saying he did a ton of stuff that he wasn't supposed to do. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the things. Skipping meetings? Yeah, like briefings especially. Playing hooky? Like, especially like briefings and stuff. Like, he didn't always follow intelligence briefings. Yeah, that's, uh, that I don't know too much about that, but that doesn't sound good. That Well, that's the, the shit like that was the reason why I was scared in a way. Like, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. But, like, it's scary to have a pre- president that's not fully paying attention. I mean, you see the way he yeah. was. Can you imagine him being in the intelligence meeting engaged? Like, okay, even he, even if he was in a meeting like that, you know, like that dude was not... It's certain things that he really didn't care about, and he also didn't take... I'm talking about the intelligence, too, like from military-type sources. Like, he didn't take threats seriously for the most part against us. And yeah, we didn't have any attacks on our soil that were from outside as far as we know. But either way, he didn't take, you know, the intelligence seriously. Yeah, as far as like, did he weaken us from a security point of view? I really don't know. But I will tell you one thing, and this is my perspective as like a small time businessman, executive type dude. There are aspects of a business that I don't want to have to deal with. And if I could get a person to just completely handle all of that and just only come to me if they need like something very specific and come to me with, you know, like a real easy A or B choice kind of thing, then depending on what it is, that's something I value because I want to like minimize on all the stuff I don't care about. And if Mm -hmm. someone will take it all over, I'll let them. Uh, So maybe that's how he operated. So So the George Bush approach. Man, you know politics better than me. I don't really know that much about presidents. So I suggest that you watch the movie. They made a movie about Cheney a couple years ago, and it's actually fucking great. 
Remember when I was telling people they should refer to the money shot as the Cheney? Why? Because he shot his friend in the face? Yeah, money shot indeed. It never took off, though. Anyway, so there's a recommendation, Cheney the movie. What's it called? Vice. Good title. Dude, I'm surprised you haven't heard more about that. You in La La Land. How do you not hang out with celebrities yet? Oh, Tyler Perry's in it. Oh, Christian Bale is Dick Cheney? That's wild. Yeah, he was kind of young. See, this just looks like they're trying too hard. I don't know if I could watch this. It was ne- it was really good, dude. Okay. Was, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? No. I will put this in the same category of goodness. I thought that was great, too. Okay. I saw Boiler Room. I like that. I don't know if I've even heard of Boiler Room. Oh, it's good. It's about, like, dudes cheating in the stock market. Did you see Tenant? No, I haven't. That's a good fucking movie, man. You should see Tenant. But what's it made out of? Asiatic Cotton Mallow. Really? And it's clear. That's interesting. 40 transparent leaves. And this is approved for human usage? I don't know, man. I just bought the shit. So, wait. All right. Walk me through. Is it supposed to taste better, or are you trying to show off the the green inside? I just don't see what the point is. I never said they better. I just got them because they clear. I'm nerdy about very specific things. Sports? Like, yes. What else? I am a sports nerd. Some people are just sports fans, but you can tell the difference with somebody like me. Because, like, that's the thing. I'll listen to sports radio all day, and that is about statistics. They talk people's money, too, which that Mm -hmm. ain't why I'm listening, but I hear a lot of that, too. So then even from that standpoint, I'll hear a lot about the salary caps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, salary caps are interesting from the standpoint of different people fall into different tiers also. So depending on what sport you are in, you may not, qualify for like some endless top dollar until you served so much time case in point you know like no really none of the sports are like free market from the jump it's like oh you a rookie here's rookie tier money you a rookie Mm -hmm. you got drafted in the first round the minimum they could pay you for getting drafted in the first round is this second round is this oh we signed you off the streets you 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 are Undrafted, and we just picked you up because we found you. We could pay you a mm-hmm. dollar if we want. Do you you know what I mean? Like it's like that. So literally, when you see people, you hear somebody was a first round pick or whatever. Those are the people, like literally in almost every sport, if they were a first round pick, they at least gonna make a few million dollars. You know, because it's like sure. literally from that first contract. Let's say it's three, four years. The worst they gonna do is two or three million. That's every sport. If you quarterback. First round, you're going to make like five million in your first years. But uh-huh. it's like, if you are running back, same sport, first round, you, you're not going to make nearly that money. Because it's, it's tiered by position and what round you were picked. Yeah. So, like, some of that can be pretty interesting, too. Are you familiar with econometrics? Uh, no. It's uh, aspects of it are overlap with something that's also called game theory. It's like the mathematics that apply to all this stuff. How you study, like, what's that? I've heard of game theory. Equilibriums and stuff like that? John Nash? Like, very little about game theory, but yes, I've heard of that at least. Yeah. 
it's cool stuff. Uh, I don't. I doubt if they get into it on sports radio, but there are. Yeah, because I mean, it's it actually, it sort of doesn't really apply. Like in game theory, you have this assumption that's a common knowledge of perfect rationality, uh, which is just absurd. But then you know, um, you can look at other cases of like bounded rationality. Where people are, you know, don't necessarily have all day to calculate the ins and outs, of the statistics and stuff. But even then, like, there's just a lot of bravado involved and a lot of circumstance where you just kind of have to know all the context. It doesn't break down to just the pure math. It's the situation too. You know, like you could well, have somebody who's good, but they're kind of a wild card personality. You can't tell me that's not going to affect the salary. Of the of the person, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It affects people's salaries every year. Some people get they get like their money taken. So like it was this case last year, uh, last year, where this guy he actually technically isn't completely out of legal trouble, but he did just win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. His name is um, Antonio Brown. Don't you get a pardon for winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, isn't that a thing? So it was a few years ago where like he had guaranteed money hitting well not guaranteed. His contract was gonna be guaranteed like in like two or three days. You know. And this dude was already like kinda causing his organization trouble, like just going back and forth, like just of all this little trivial stuff. So he mm-hmm. called one of the owners a cracker and like was yelling at him in front of like a, you know, a bunch of the team. This was like on a Thursday. He had to make it to Sunday till his contract was guaranteed, so they just released him. And like when they released him, he lost like $20 million. <laughs> sure. What an idiot. And it's like, yeah, he he ended up back in the NFL, but he was out of the NFL for over a year. So no matter way, what way he look at it, like, yeah, good for you for working your way back in, but that dude lost money in a year, you know. What a moron. Just for being a head case. Set all the circumstance aside, that guy is still your boss. Like, who talks to their boss that way? I don't know anybody that would call their boss a cracker in front of everybody else at work if you still want the job. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it'd be different if you like, oh, no, I'm cool not working here no more. <laughs> okay, then, yeah. yeah. Go in there and call the boss whatever you want. I might even videotape the shit for you. I heard this funny story on a podcast once where this young guy worked with a bunch of older dudes that were all kind of drunks, and they convinced one guy that he'd won the lottery by, like, fucking with his ticket. So he rage quit the job and, like, like, just swore up and down on the manager and shit and then had to come back and try and ask for his job back when he realized that they'd pranked him. That's fucked up, though. (laughs) I wish I could have been there. Well, I think the moral is you should not play the lottery. I might be serious, actually. I think I'm coming out against the lottery. I started noticing too often in my local 7-Eleven that people are coming in who don't look like they have very much money and are laying down a lot on tickets, just scratchers and shit. I saw... That's most of the motherfuckers playing. Most of the people playing don't yeah. have much money. <laughs> yeah, I... Honestly, like, I know this will never happen, but I almost feel like you should have to pass a statistics test before you're allowed to play. Why? So only three motherfuckers will be playing the lottery? I guess I so, because like... what I 
I've just witnessed a few things I'm uncomfortable with. If you do, if you know the statistics well enough, you might not play the lottery. You shouldn't. Yeah, you really should not. That's what I'm saying. So why would anybody who would know the statistics well be somebody who play a lot? That's part of the reason I don't play because it's like, no, like somebody told me a few weeks ago, make sure you get a Powerball ticket for what? So I can fucking donate? <laughs> like, yes, it's a, a one in like billion chance that I'll win. Guess what? That means I'm not going to fucking win. <laughs> right. Period. Well, what if? No. What? No. <laughs> it's just not. The odds that is not going to be you <laughs> are in your favor. <laughs> Very much so. I don't think I could ever get too deep into any of that stuff. That's good. It's not, uh, I think it's a dangerous road some people walk. Now, gambling, gambling is okay. Well, I mean, it's just like casino gambling is the same thing, basically. I mean, you could take casino- poker off the table. That Okay, that's fine. You could take sports betting and say that's different, and I agree. But roulette, blackjack, all that stuff, it's all the house has the expected utility. You know, they, they're they going to win in the horizon. Yeah, roulette is the one that gets me. You think you could beat the wheel? No, I can't. I didn't try. <laughs> I've tried. Does she fail. still call to you late at night? Do you hear her whirl? That's the only table game I'll still play. That type of table game. That's the only thing I play. If people are going to Vegas and, like, it's just fun, the same way, like, you know, going to, like, um, an arcade and you're just putting quarters in the machine, you're not getting quarters out, if you're having fun playing, that's fine with me, obviously, as long as you're not, like, gambling away your savings and shit. But for me, it really does nothing. I sat at a couple of things in Vegas and I was nervous, like, what if I, like, you know, take to this too hard and become some gambling problem, which I could see happening, just my personality. But no, I was just kind of put off by the whole situation. I don't want to play any of those games. They're not fun for me. I know motherfuckers who don't have no savings that go on vacation. So, like, that's just a whole nother can of worms. Well, no savings should mean no vacation because you start with the savings, but yeah. No, that's, that's not... That's not the way we... No. no. <laughs> but let's get into our album. Masquerades, Volume 13. Yeah, but also check out our original music. It's an official spam title of an album. I applaud them. By the Holophonics. This 2019 release features 25 songs. I would say it's about... Never mind. It's a lot of songs on this album. It's an hour, eight minutes long. That's a long album. And it's not like they're trying to prove a point. They just have a lot of songs. Yeah, they do. (laughs) It's a lot of music. Let's just start with general comments. How would you describe this album? I would describe this album as a Sky cover album. Yep. (laughs) I would actually describe this as a strategic piece of marketing. Interesting. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. I'm just saying it, calling it like I see it. No, that's necessary. Yeah. That's necessary sometimes. But but go on. Explain. Um, I feel like this, they put this out, and I can almost say this for sure because there's some hints and stuff about it. So I'll just, I'm not trying to make a conspiracy theory. They just put this out and a bunch of these other cover albums 
mainly to kind of like fish for people who like these songs or might be confused, typing them into Spotify and check out these covers. And then hopefully, uh, you know, if they're into it, they will check out the main original songs and become, you know, more legitimate main fans of this band. So this is kind of like meant to be a teaser, a lead in and like a fishing expedition. Let's see if people who like these popular songs will check us out. I feel like they, it might be a little more than that. Because it's 25 songs. It's like, some of this has to be like, oh no, we doing this because we like these songs. But I don't feel like this list of songs is anybody's particular taste in music. These feel kind of smartly picked. Mm, I don't know, maybe that's wrong. No, I get what you said. Like, Flagpole Sitter's a great song, but it, yeah, it's not. that's not a clickbait song. So maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. But well like Havana. Okay, that's a good one. I don't like that song and or all right, you know what? I'm gonna call it out here. You know what song I fucking hate? It's on this album. Take a wild guess. Look at the track list. Ocean's Avenue. No, why would I hate I don't like it that much. I probably don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know the original. But you're very close, you won off. It wasn't me. Oh, uh, that's funny. Original by, I think, Shaggy. Yeah, that's funny. And is it, like, I hate that song. I really fucking hate it. The real one or uh, his version or both? The real one. This one, it, like, I'm not offended by this one. Actually, I skipped it halfway through because I just, I hate that song so much. That came out when I was a freshman in college and it was being played constantly. And it's a terrible song. Was it before you knew how to get pussy? After. Or should I say during? So you heard it for the first time while you were losing your virginity and you had to get up and turn off the song? Well, since you dragged it out of me, my first girlfriend, she wouldn't fool around unless we played that on a loop. And I guess that's the root of my anger. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. No, but I do hate that song. It's just a stupid song. It's not catchy. It's dumb. The weird falsetto stuff. I don't. I don't like anything about it. Oh, you talking about them now? Because I'm pretty sure an original is no falsetto. Well, then why is there like a Chris Tucker type dude singing real high? That don't make it his falsetto necessarily, right? I think he just. Oh, I guess you're right. Voice. Is that Chris Tucker? No, it can't be. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, but moving on from that. Shaggy, let me sing one song with you. All right. (laughs) I mean, he was at the top of his game at that time. Maybe he could just make a phone call. He was. He was. He was. He really was. All right, so I have another somewhat criticism of the album. I feel like a lot of these covers, while technically well done and precisely executed, are a little uninspired. You know, now that you mentioned that, that's probably part of the reason that I would somewhat agree with you as far as um, it may be being like to appeal to a bunch of different people. Because the one thing I will say about a few of them, like I think it's a well done album, but um, yes. I, I will say a few of the songs do seem like they just kind of were done to like... All right, let's get... It felt like they were just getting through it, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. some of them feel... That's what I'm saying. Like, you could tell, like, a fair amount was put behind it, and kudos to them for the hard work that they put behind it. But, like, 
some of the songs were like, you know, slow. Like, you know, like I, I felt like the energy was lacking on a few of them. But mm-hmm. that also could have been intentional and like maybe somebody like, maybe they prefer for them to groove that way. I'm, I I just feel like the way they chose for a couple of them to groove might just be like against what I would have felt for it or maybe against what I was expecting. But it also is just, you know, a choice that they made. And still most of them are pretty good. Part of the reason I picked this album is because I thought that it would give us a pretty good, you know, for those out there who still aren't exactly sure what Scott is, this is another good album to reference where it's like, okay, well, I know most or all of these songs. Now, what are the differences between these and yeah. um, the regular versions? And basically, damn near every difference you hear is what defines Scott. Because they do do a good job yep. at that, turning these yes. regular songs into Scott covers. They Execution-wise, 100%, yeah, that's what happened. If the idea was to rope people in, then yeah, and I think that idea probably worked to a certain extent because I think that's probably the reason for the quote at the end of the title of the album. Yeah. They probably get people to like jump on those albums and be like, man, this band is fucking good. But then maybe they don't get the plays to go up for their regular stuff too. Right. Well, in between one of the tracks, they even said something like, hey, we got a new album coming out. Check us out. Which yeah. is almost like a spam song. I'm kind of impressed. I mean, so. Like I told you, Holophonics and Be Like Max uh, toured together a few years ago, at least once. Maybe more than that, but yep. as far as I know, at least once, because I played with both the bands before. They're very good. Um, I know Holophonics um, were on a roll full-time for a while. I'm pretty sure Eric is straight up. I think that's the name of the um, lead singer. I'm pretty sure he's, you know... A full-time road musician, you know, so, like... How could that be? They got so many albums they've kicked out. Dude, go um, to Spotify. It's nuts. Because, uh, well, I mean, a lot yeah. of them are these cover albums. So it's like, okay, they didn't write these songs, but, like, you wrote out arrangements and recorded them. This ain't easy stuff. But that's why it makes sense that he's a full-time musician, though. Um, and full-time on the road? This guy must be well, on Adderall. Something doesn't add I mean, up for me. If you imagine if you were able to sustain yourself with just music, you might be able to write just as much too, or faster, or learn as many songs as fast. Maybe. Like, I mean, you never know, man. Like, if that's all you have to do all day, that's fair. It's like, okay, man. Like today, what am I gonna do? I'm working on music. We don't have a show. Or it's like Sunday. And yet, you're not going on the road till Wednesday, but you don't have a regular job. It's like, yeah, you might work on some... Because it's like, I'm telling you, I, uh, I'm, for, I'm for sure Ammo, Ammo was friends with him on Facebook. And it's like, he was always talking about being on the road or like the next recording or trying to get people to support local bands because they that type of people. Like, I'm telling you, like, if, like... If you can have time to fully dedicate the way it seems like they did, then, you know, sometimes great stuff can come out of it. But, you know, also, like, I do feel like we might be um, shortchanging them a little bit by going for the cover album. Maybe we could listen to oh, one yeah. of the regular albums, too. And pretty soon. Let's commit to that. But, 
But you do know, like, yeah, this is why I did it. Because I'm still trying to get people who don't know the style that well to, to you know, be able to tell the differences and be able to tell what they like and, you know, like and don't like. Yeah. All right, here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to pick that because I'm going to do the whole catalog. Uh, as I told you before, I didn't really know this band super well, but I, I listened to this one a couple of times. I'm going to start at the beginning and just go through once or twice, make sure I really get the group, and then I'm going to pick the song uh, one of the weeks that it's my week, and that's how we'll get I'm, to the originals. I'm pretty sure you would like them. When I first heard the Holophonics, not saying like you know one was better than, uh, better than the other, but I actually uh, liked the Holophonics a little more. Like honestly, a little more like from the recordings when before we ever played with the two. Um, mm-hmm. Later, like I haven't heard a Holophonics um, any of the other CDs in a while, but um, after hearing that be like Maxi the other day, it's like wow, you know, like if if the Holophonics are that good too, because <clears throat> I mean, like they and like from what I'm like, I do know they both good. Like even to do that and even to release all those albums, like. You from hearing that one album, we could tell all the albums are competent. You know, like so it's like oh, they'd have yeah, to be, it, yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot to be able to, like, you know, kudos to these guys because that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, that. it's They're a lot tight of hard, group. Even one hundred percent. Even one of these cover albums, it's like it's nothing about this that's easy. <clears throat> you know, like, and even if you see musicians out there that make it look easy. It's because they worked hard to get to that point. So, yeah, shout yeah. out to those guys. Yeah. What did you think of Helena, the My Chemical um, Romance cover? I I um, thought it was going to be my favorite. It ended up not necessarily being. It was, <laughs> it was fine. Um, I think that one ended up slower than I expected, which is whatever. A lot of that one was slower than I expected. But, um... Helena, I remember it um, cause it starts with like with that voice um, kind of like doing a weird thing, right? Like it sounds a little freaky. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like it was a little different than I expected. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I like parts of it, but I don't know if it's my overall favorite. I actually don't know what my overall favorite is. I thought it was gonna be that. Then I thought it was gonna be it wasn't. Thanks for tuning in to Six Wings Fried Hard. Our theme song is New Orleans Funeral by Run and Punch. 